is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast, Mandalorian season finale edition, chapter 16, The Rescue, which was immediately reassuring. Uh, Abby commented to me. She's like, well, that's a good sign. Like, yeah, <laughs> if, it, if it had been, you know, chapter 16, the failed attempt, I think it would have put a different different sort of view on things. Eric, you and I literally just finished watching this. Uh, Hot off the presses. Know, like, we finished recording the Star Wars Holiday Special episode with Abby. We wrapped that up. Abby and I went downstairs and immediately watched The Mandalorian. And it was like within the last two minutes of the show. And you text me. Let me know when you're finished. <laughs> so we're hopping hot on the train for the hot takes. So uh, normally what happens uh, on Fridays, we probably record an episode. I come up, watch The Mandalorian, try to watch it while the kids are either sleeping or at school. And you usually watch later in the evening with Abby. So we kind of go mute the entire Friday where like I know something and then I try like I sometimes will send you stay off the internet if I know there's like major spoilers <laughs> or anything like that. Right. But for the most part, this was a perfect storm where I think we we're all just jazzed about it. And like what you, you oh, guys yeah. were like, yeah, we're going to go watch it. And I'm like, Oh, that was exactly my plan. And <laughs> like you said, I just, uh, I, te- I sent you a message just be like, yeah, let me know when you're done. Cause I knew you just watched it. So I figured, Hey, um, if there's a possibility where we can get on the phone and just chat about it, uh, that would be, That'd be reassuring and, and, and great because, like, let's face it, all the uh, the hype train and, and all the energy and whatever the hormones they call it, um, dopamine, the dopamine hits, right? Yes, yes. Like, yeah, Indeed. full of them. So, yeah. all right, I'll, I'll let you start um, with uh, any statement. Hot off the presses, this is our original take. You've watched it once. I've watched yes. it once and one and a half times because while you were eating breakfast, <laughs> oh. I, am, I currently have the screen paused on where the dark troopers are all about to enter. And we have a single X-Wing, they say. Uh, What's your thoughts? I enjoyed it. It was sad to see that Grogu and the Mandalorian are going to part ways, but we kind of knew this was coming. Like that was the whole whole plan. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good with it, but it's still a little sad. It was heartwarming that he took his helmet off for the kid. I'm curious to see how they resolve that in the next season that being such a serious no-no and all of a sudden he like showing the kid totally worth it doing that in front of everybody was unexpected but makes a certain kind of sense i enjoyed having luke show up like they're like a single x-wing and i'm like when it they i didn't catch it first but when it pulled when they showed the footage of it pulling into the document i'm like that's an old school x-wing this is a good sign and then I saw the green lightsaber and I'm like, yep, this is okay. This is either yeah, Luke no. or they are trolling us hard. Uh, <laughs> and then I saw the one gloved hand. Uh-huh. And at that point, I'm like, okay, this is clearly Luke. It was the question of, okay, are they going to have a different actor playing young That's... Luke? Or are they going to do the digital thing? They, they clearly went the digital route, which is fine. It was convincing enough. Did you have any thoughts there? Listen, listen. Uh, so when they did that, I said, all right. That's what I was hoping for, to be quite honest. I said, this is perfect. It, like, I feel the storytelling in which 
the storytelling in this episode was on point. Like so many moments where I was just like very excited, wasn't sure what was going to happen. Little little twist here, like, oh, this could resolve itself in many different ways. And at the entire time, Luke, even if you didn't know, so like Abby's feelings are probably a little different than ours because she's never really seen it. So we're going through and she might not know if that's Luke or not. And then once she kind of gets the inkling, oh, that's probably Luke. She's probably not, you know, necessarily wondering as much as like, how are they going to pull this off? So from a fan perspective, like it was perfect if you didn't, if this was the only time you've ever watched it and you're like, who's this Jedi or what's the deal? And then from a fanboy perspective, you're like, all right, are they going to like, is it going to be old Luke that we know now? Or is it going to like super made up or how they're going to do it? I perfect. I'm fine with CG. I really am. I am like, let's face it. Half the stuff we're seeing is all CG. So if, if Mark Hamill voiced it and like, I'd be mad if they found some other voice actor or something, but to me, it was perfect. I was fine with it. It was convincing. Like you couldn't tell. I mean, maybe the, the only time, like maybe a little bit with the mouth, like movement, like when he was talking, but looked realistic to me. I wouldn't know any different than the Mandalorian standing there with helmets on. So right. I was all for it, all for it. I thought it was great. I loved hearing the music. The music in this episode was superb. Like the way oh, they yeah. just changed it slightly to make it more dramatic. And then when you hear Luke's theme come in, I'm like, this, I, I, I mean, I was really, really, really into the storytelling. I thought they did a brilliant job and left so many unanswered questions or at least open uh, th- things that aren't resolved, which spurs the next season. Yeah, which- they did a great job of answering enough questions to give you closure and leaving enough things open to be like, okay, there's going to be more, and I'm looking forward to it. So much. It took Absolutely. to where I was scared that they weren't going to be able to do it. Even halfway through the episode, <laughs> I was like, all right, so where are they going to go from here? Like, how are they going to top this? You know, because sometimes you say, yeah. you know, I, you knew there was one coming out because they announced it at the uh, – the fan fest or whatever. And you're right. just like, well, how are they going to top this? How are they possibly going to top Luke Skywalker coming in? <laughs> like you, you don't top <laughs> right. that. You don't top Luke Skywalker, <laughs> fully trained Luke Skywalker with a, like, this is what we want. This is what we wanted to see. It was kind of oh, like yeah. when Darth Vader was a badass at the end of rogue one. And you're like, right. this is what we always envisioned, you know? And yeah. then you see, oh, this is Luke Skywalker, badass showing exactly what's happened. And this is the man that just took down the death star and is bringing, you know, you know, hope to everyone. And here he comes. And I like goosebumps on the edge of my seat, the entire duration. And I thought they played it out perfectly with that tense moment of, you know, they're watching him on screens and Grogu's putting his hand up there. And you're like, you know, there's a connection. And you're like, well, once, once this happens, where do we go from here? Like how, and and they have a story, they have, they have this now battle between Mandalorians of like, well, <laughs> this Darksaber, you know, the Mandalorian, it, he's going to have to deal with, all right, he is no longer able to be part of his sect because he's taken his helmet off. So now is he, you know, what's he going to do? Where, where's, where does he go from here? He's been a hero for the last two, you know, ep- seasons, right? In a sense, right. because he's been battling evil for the sake of good, whether where he, that's not normally what he did. And now right. he also has laid claim to the throne of Mandalore, supposedly. And Bo-Katan, who is not his enemy, might become his enemy now. And that's just right. – that's interesting. It's totally different than the story that they've been telling. So I'm interested to see how that works. Absolutely. What do you feel is left unresolved? We have to see what goes on with the whole Darksaber thing. Like, again, maybe folks who have who've got more deep lore on that from the Clone Wars, etc., might know this. But as someone who doesn't have that background, 
the whole, oh no, you just can't take the Darksaber sort of a thing. That was a new twist to me. Because Mando, I get the vibe. He's like, yeah, I'm not interested in this. Like, no, I don't he's not. Role Mandalore. Like, that's mm-hmm. not my thing. Like, just take the damn thing. I don't care. Which is an interesting twist when you consider that a few episodes prior, they're like, yeah, this whole not showing your face thing, that's not what we that's not what we groove on he's like oh no that is the way and now they're like well i can't just take this from you he's like no i don't care about that just take it they're like no this is not the way like (laughs) i'm curious to see how that goes like are they going to duke it out and if so how does that work like he can't just like if they do they're gonna have to fight fight like he can't just throw it or it won't count well i think it's a matter of um so obviously in the the Mandalorian in this episode basically says he doesn't care so much about the the order or the sector or, or whatever the rules were. Like, he's already said, well, deep down inside, I know I'm going to have to say, yes, I removed my helmet because last episode. So that's why he's just like, you know what? This is him saying, you know what? What they stood for died back on that planet, you know, and that's and that's that. Right. And he is now he's now completely he's not part of anything anymore. He lost the child and, and maybe he's going to join that. You know, maybe that's part of it. He's like, well. I'm going to join their section now, or I'm the leader of this. Who knows? It is very yeah. interesting. And the beauty of it all, it's not like last year it was a matter of like, all right, how's he going to get it to a Jedi? And it's a totally different story arc, which is what they needed to do because they couldn't oh, yeah. really just continue without like the same story without Grogu. Like we have a different story now. And yeah. I, forgive me because I didn't get to this part and it was so much action. Moff Gideon died. I'm assuming he was killed. Like I no, didn't see him escape. No, what's going? No, he's still like alive he, there. He, no, he 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 pulled out the gun, and and took shot took shots at Grogu, and uh-huh. and the Mando hopped in the way, oh. and you know Correct. they're like drop the weapon, and he goes to put it up to his up to his chin, to, just off himself, and Cara Dune's like uh uh-uh, uh not on my watch, knocks him out cold. Like he's still alive. Okay. Oh yeah, he's he's going to, okay, he's going to face some sort of something. Now, whether okay. or not we get to see that in next episode kind of depends on how that arc goes and what they choose to do with that. Well, I... this could that could lead over to a ton of things. So from what I understand is this seems like this show has spun off a lot of good, interesting shows beyond that. Right. Oh, yeah. So the Rangers of the New Republic, I believe, is the name of it. And, I, and that is yeah. primarily where that Moff Gideon story can go. Right. Right. Yeah, they, that would make that sense. Care, Kara takes them over there, and that is where they, you know, and it could be the fact of like, all right, they're going to extract this and so forth and get information here. You know, the from what he said is they got all the blood and the donor stuff impossible, and this is where all the cloning comes from. They right. said the doctor was a clone doctor or scientist. Right. So this right. is exactly where the Emperor and, um, Snoke and, all, and all that. Snoke, yeah. Yes. So that leads to that, which is a great way to go kind of backwards because I'm sure they didn't – they didn't write this prior to writing how that all that and so they're tying things in backwards which is great right leads you know us nerds like that like to hear that kind of stuff you know oh yeah putting the puzzle together for us so that was cool so we that led to so wherever gideon goes he and they said keep him alive he has a lot of information that'll help out and tara even said that so that's perfect oh yeah right we obviously know that uh, Bo-Katan is going to probably be – she's going to have to be part of the Mandalorian story now, which they sector right. off. And, of course, uh, be remiss to say that the end credits, which they chose to – I don't know why. I never watch full, the full credits. I mean I look at the pictures for a little <laughs> bit, but I move on. And I don't know if right. I was just like so happy with the, the final scene that I just sat there and went, just wanted to take it all in. 
Uh, part of me yeah. wanted to see Mark Hamill's name on the roll, you know, which it was. And then I just sat there <laughs> yeah. and watched all the other ones, which I normally don't do. And of course, there's a post-credit scene, which to me was <laughs> it didn't steal the show for me, but boy, I loved it. I'll tell you what. I mean, there was so oh, much. No. Yeah. It, it, you, you're at Jabba's Palace, and uh, so Bib Fortina, if, if, if I'm getting all the syllables and the for, vowels in there. For, for, Fortuna, but yes. Yes, all right. So he's super fat now, which is awesome. He didn't die in the barge, <laughs> huh? So was he not no, on he the barge? He wasn't on the barge, no. And, and, and I believe that in, like, the various, you know, books and stories and whatnot – they, you know, they do say that, you know, when Jabba went off to do do the thing, I mean, Bib was sort of his his second right hand man. Yeah. He was sort yeah. of his his lieutenant and they left him at the palace to kind of take care of business while Jabba mm-hmm. was off doing his thing. So, yeah, he he absolutely survived that. And I, th- I think I do recall there being some, you know, sort of tales of, you know, him trying to take over the operation. Well, he know, did. Varying levels right? of success. Well, clearly it's now canonical. Six years that he worth. did. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. I mean, we saw enough of him to know that, like, all right, here you go. Sorry, your long fingernails are getting trimmed. Boom, blaster in the head. <laughs> he's he's right. done. Uh, and then Boba Fett sits there. So I am intrigued by that story. That was a sleeper oh, yeah. bit. So my question is, all right, is Mandalorian Season 3 really coming out December 21? Or is that really the book of Boba Fett? Because that's Well, that's the, the thing. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, I, I could get that that could be its own show. Oh, or it's, movie it's, or special or something, and that they wouldn't have announced that at the investor thing like everything else because that would have basically been a spoiler. But I don't know if that somehow is going to be part of the Mandalorian. Well, it doesn't you know, matter at this point. Thing hey, now. It doesn't matter. The fact is, <laughs> I, I'm getting the vibe that he basically is going to run a cartel and he is now back to badass Boba Fett who doesn't give two shits. He helped him get the child. He's not, you know, like. I, I enjoyed Boba Fett. Uh, he he told oh, yeah. uh, he told wrestler uh, Mandalorian to like shove it, and they got into a fight. And he's just you know, and boy, and he's not a Mandalorian, obviously. You know, we know he's. And they, she said, I heard that voice a thousand times or a million times. I'm like, oh, that was yeah. That's low. That's well, that. Ba- yeah. That was basically like a racial slur, to probably oh, to him, right? Yeah. The the clone so, equivalent. I gotta think. Yeah. You have to. Sure. So, uh, so man, that was. So now he's on his thing, and I'm like, there's a new story, and I'm all for that. You know, they've, yeah. they've pumped it enough. Now he's a badass, and I want to see what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah the, yeah, the only way that I could see that not being awesome would be if they decide, okay, well, we've done two seasons of The Mandalorian with, 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 with Din, and now The Mandalorian is going to be Boba, and they turn The Mandalorian into The Boba Show. I think that'll be a little disappointing for me because I've, we've but come I, to know won't. and love this Mandalorian. Like, you, you can't, they well, won't. this arc is done. Let's move on. Like, if no, they do no, that, I'm going to be upset. I don't think that they will. And they so can't. I'm looking they, forward they, to whatever it is that they do. You can't leave us with the dark saber <laughs> thing. If they didn't have no. the dark saber thing, then I would say, all right, that's the fitting story. The Mandalorian is now, that's end, right? Right. And then you go to, you know, Boba Fett's story. But what I think they'll do is they announced the Mandalorian December 2021. Maybe the book of Boba Fett is a movie. You know, did you, the droid right. the droid thing actually is a movie, which I found out. It's not a show. That droid, when okay. they announced the okay. uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO, that's like a movie that's going to be released. So the book of Boba Fett could be – it could very well tell the story of Boba Fett and how he got out of the Sarlacc pit because we need to know that. We need oh, to yeah. know this stuff. 
you know, so there's a lot there and it could take the place of Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian season three definitely will deal with Bo-Katan and, and Mando. Uh, th- yeah. There's just too much investment there. If he, right. if the final, if they didn't do anything else, the final shot and they didn't talk about the dark stable or anything, then I could say, all right, they end this series on a high note because this is what we wanted. They, they connected. He showed that like he has grown character development, which kudos to the writers kudos to the actor oh, uh, oh yeah. to be able to pull this off without his face in 98% of scenes, maybe 99.9, you know, which was fantastic. You know, I just super excited about, I super, I super thrilled about the entire thing. It was an action paced episode from the get go. Oh yeah. Min- minus creatures. I mean, there weren't many creatures. There was a cantina <laughs> scene and I was like, are they going to go get the marshal? You know, I was like, <laughs> right. Uh, listen, right. listen, what we got here is the marshal who is what on Tatooine, right? Who is trying mm-hmm. to keep stuff safe. Now we have Boba Fett back on Tatooine running a cartel. Like, you know, there's always some overlap there that we can see. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, you know, what a way to basically take the, the Star Wars storybooks. And really, it was a matter of like, here's some really smart role-playing game guys. And they're like making all these <laughs> side quests, you know? Oh, yeah. And, no. and we're all enjoying it from there. But Oh, yeah. I've loved every bit of it, and I'm super looking forward to to whatever it is that that might be coming. So let's let's take a quick break, and then we can come back and and you know gush about it some more. What do you think? Sure, I love it. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. Well, thanks for that break, Todd. We're back now, and so we obviously loved it. There, there are we didn't have really much chance to digest the entire episode yet, right? We just right. we just spewed uh, all types of lovely things that we thought love and hypothesize and 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 so forth early on. But I mentioned it earlier. The music was phenomenal, and I started noticing it last episode that it started to get a deeper tone. It's the Mando theme, but it started taking, like, these small little uh, differences. Like, there was just enough. And, boy, does music just make everything better, and especially Star Wars music. Oh, yeah. I don't think this is John Williams, though, is it? I don't don't think it is. I'm I'm, I'm 90% percent sure that it is not like i would, like i think when yeah. they when they when they bring in other themes like when they did the whole snoke thing and brought that in and mm-hmm. you said when they you know they started to play some of luke's music which i didn't catch again only having watched it the once next time i watch it i'll i'll listen for that but no the music is is so spot on and i'll say you know abby and i always watch all of the credits even when there aren't post-credit scenes, like we just, when we go to the theaters back when we could go to theaters, like we will sit in the chair until the credits are done. Like our philosophy has always been, you know, a lot of people put a lot of time into making this for us. The least we can do is, you know, sit and look. And every now and then there's something funny in the credits, some weird mm-hmm. credit of, you know, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, but we've always stuck around. And then, you know, 
Marvel and, and other things have started to put things afterwards, which is just more incentive. So, but in doing so, with this one having sort of the more extended credit sequence, just I was sitting there just listening to the music, and it's like this is this is fantastic. Like it's the theme song, but it's a it's the theme song yeah. with a little extra, and it's it's phenomenal. And mad, yeah, just the, mad props to the, mm-hmm. to the folks behind that. Yeah, and I don't know how many people talk about that, but just the slightest variations of like to set the tone for what's happening. Like I, I mean, yeah, when it needs to be more tense, they figure out, and it's just beautiful. You, like I, I couldn't explain how they do it, but they obviously have a science. For it. They're like, yes, <laughs> this is this needs to be more tense, so do this with this song. Oh, this needs to be a little lighter, so do this. We need to be questioning what we're thinking right now, so do this. And I'm like, uh, oh yeah, these it's brilliant. You know, the story, the storytelling on this from a from the writing perspective, but not just, just the musical perspective and, and so forth was phenomenal. And Oh yeah. Super effective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and visual, if you talk about visual effects, you know, we, we talked about Luke and Mm -hmm. I thought that was, I mean, I questioned it multiple times. I said, all right, so what did they do? Like, is this, is this completely CGI or, you know, or is this, uh, or were they like at first? I'm like, did they just make him up? Because makeup specialists are pretty fantastic as well. And I'm like, ah, I don't think that's the case. You know, I think that. No, I think that was you know, CG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was CG. But I'm like, the the fact is, you question that. Think about when you yeah. first watch Toy Story, the original Toy Story. You know, like <laughs> right. we don't question. We know that's CG. Or how about like the Christmas Carol, Disney's Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey? That was like, or the Polar Express were like the next level. Those looked yeah. really realistic, but still, yeah. like you know, you know. And and tr- truth be told, when they did it with Tarkin in Rogue One, I didn't oh, yeah. know at first. Like I didn't know at first. Like I I mean I know that no if you like, yeah I could really tell. And I'm like, well, dude, if you're just not if you didn't really figure, I thought it was a character actor that looked like him. Maybe they made up, you know. Yeah. Well, like I feel like with Tarkin in in Rogue One, if you did not realize that that you know actor was no longer among the living, that was passable. Like I feel like the the Princess Leia was a little less so. Convincing well, we all as, knew as her, Carrie though. Fisher, but and that's it. Yet you see her face constantly, you know, and that I think that's the only thing is that if I hadn't grown up knowing Luke Skywalker's face, I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have caught it or noticed. Yeah, um, I mean, like exactly. So you're gonna have. I almost imagine you'll have an onslaught of people mad. I understand why they could not do that with Carrie Fisher in the previous in the the last few films because she died. Right. It just wasn't respectful. Right. Mark right. Hamill is alive, and he's very, I'm sure, happy to lend his voice because that's oh, kind yeah. of his thing. That's what he does. Uh, right. Exactly. And I'm sure there was probably no one more excited to see Luke Skywalker as the badass he was intended to be than Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I just completely geeked out. Like, it was, it was oh, one yeah. of those moments where I just wanted to, like, text and or call and be like, are you seeing this? You know? Because, <laughs> right, like, right, what you right. saw and what I saw exactly was the same. Like, you noticed the glove. And I'm like, I noticed the glove. Oh, yeah. I noticed the saber. I noticed the green. Yep. I'm like, we know who this is. And oh, yeah. in the way they had his his hood over his face for the grand reveal was just so perfect. And oh, yeah. not to mention R2-D2 pops out there. And I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, R2. You know. So what the hell? Do you think this is the end we see of them? That was it. Like, that, that's that's the finale for him. I, I, I don't know because, you know, uh, Mando promises, you know, I'll see you again. Like, I got to think there's got to be some way that they manage to somehow keep him in, even if it's, you know, a quick or sidetrack episode. Mm. 
I don't know, or, man. That's like, or, do you ruin it or, that way? I mean, well, like, can you have thing. a better like, ending I, than what we have here? Or, or maybe he makes an appearance in the new Ahsoka. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Grogu is too good of a character. There's too much invested there for it to be, this is the end. We'll never see any of this again. You know what I mean? But they've got other avenues to introduce it, whether it's, you know, on one of Mando's many side quests, they cross paths. Or, I think that would, you know, I think somehow would in Ahsoka. Don't you? Yeah, I'm... Don't you um, think like yeah. this is you either you either end it here or you create a new story that is Grogu specific because I think that's the care, the key is like you don't need to see Luke Skywalker again. He could train Grogu. Grogu could learn how to talk and do all this stuff or or do right. what he does. I mean, he's forever ancient. You could have Grogu after, you know, Ray and, uh, you know, you could honestly have him show up with Ray for Christ's sake, you know? Yeah, you'd have to, to make that make sense. Well, I mean, Luke. You never hear of Luke, you know, he, he trains what, um, I mean, if we're talking about Luke's timeline and that's, I guess the question in hand, and I don't know it well enough, we know from here to where he gets to towards, you know, the last Jedi, we, we understand that he basically exiles because he trains, you know, Kylo Ren, who then goes, you know, ballistic and goes nuts, like never, you know, he opens up the Jedi temple. You would assume Grogu is there. And does that mean that Ben Solo kills Grogu? Right. I mean, I don't right. know. Like that's like that's that's where they would have to do some some reverse engineering to make that all make sense is, wow. OK, was Grogu at the Jedi Temple? And if so, did he survive or not? And how does that work? It's kind of like the same thing with the Ahsoka sure. question is, sure. OK, she's still around and she's going to have her thing. How do you square that with what is in the movies? Like, why is she never mentioned? Why is it never brought up that, you know, it's like. I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just there. That's a problem they're going to have well, to solve. Well, we probably. And they're. Gonna, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> and half the fan base will love it. Half the fan base will think it's the worst thing ever, as sure. per standard with the Star Wars fandom yeah. these days, sadly. But that, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not necessarily for or against, you know, going either way. It just seems like that's something that they would need to do, or else everyone's going to be like, well, okay, well, how does this factor in? And well, here's that's a question people need yeah, answered. Here, here's the scenario. Don't just do a one-off to sell more plush dolls. What right, you do is if right. you're going to bring him back, you told a brilliant story over 16 episodes or chapters, however you want to do it. Right. 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 You told a brilliant story. It, it was it was phenomenal in every way. It hit the nostalgia. It told great storytelling. It had character arc. It had development. It's logical and made sense. You had different characters that you picked in and out that helped evolved the story along and nothing was super stretched. It, everything was planned out and it seemed like it was wrote this way for a reason. Like you had right. people go through and edit the story and say, yep, this makes sense. This is why it's going to happen. And which is what I love about movies in general or and so forth. You don't, you don't get that typically with sitcoms or a lot of these other shows that are week to week. And they're like, Hey, we have to hurry up and make something, you know, right. This was brilliant in my opinion. Right. Oh yeah. And many others for that reason, hence why it's become a, the the cultural phenomenon over the last two years to right. just pick grogu out to say hey we're going to do this standalone mission let's just have him show up i think it's just it, it puts a tarnish on the last 16 chapters my well, opinion so if you're going to do well, it no, do think, a, make it better well and i think you're right i think that there's there are things even with the mandalorian as well as it's been done that people have been going oh that's just fan service when they first mentioned the dark troopers, people were like, oh, well, okay, yeah, you're going to call back to this thing, and that's just fan service. You know, when they started talking about Ahsoka, like so many things where yeah. they've tried to tie things together, and people have yelled fan service. Well, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, 
it seemed fan servicey, but it also also you know tied into the story and made sense when it's all done. Yeah. If so, if the middle of you know uh, season three, they do have some rando side quest and Grogu and and Mando cross paths, and it doesn't serve any good story purpose other than well, we need to put Grogu's face on a thing so we can sell more dolls. That's gonna that's gonna fall flat and not that be good. yeah. And that's so, they can't do that, and they're smart enough to no. do that. Now right. here's the deal: right. Grogu can definitely show up in Ahsoka's story. Grogu could show up in sense. a whole bunch of different things, but Grogu should not interact with the Mandalorian again until it's impactful. Meaning the the, the way Luke right. came in and saved the day, the way Boba Fett came in and saved the day, and stuff like that. Those are impactful. You don't just yeah. show up and have Grogu drinking uh, drinking with the frog lady and the frog guy. You know, like that's just not what we're <laughs> right. Do. Right. You know, right. so they can obviously and I don't think this will be the end of him. He was too much of a hit. I mean, Grogu was yeah. pretty much the Mandalorian to the cultural sense. Like they don't oh, talk yeah. about Pedro Pascal as they talk about Baby Yoda. So oh, yeah. he's not done. And I think he could easily show up for Ahsoka, you know, in that show. Yeah. He could show up in a lot of different aspects. He can, oh, you know, yeah. he's going to if he's under training, you know, and, and he can evolve, then I could see him coming back and being a. You know, I, I think they should leave him alone for an entire season of Mandalorian. I don't think he should show up next year or do anything. You know, I think time should pass. It should be believable. But I think that yeah. if they brought him back, we'd all rejoice like when we saw Luke. You know, not nearly because, right. you know, we were kind of waiting to see Luke for quite some time in this form. I'm going to ask you a question, and you, you might have to think a little bit because this is a loaded one. If you're going to pick a timeline for Star Wars, your preference, when is it? Is it prequel kind of era is it during the actual skywalker era is it post luke skywalker like where do you where do you fit and like hey this is the if i was going to only watch star wars films books or whatever of a certain period where's your favorite if i were to rank them in terms of general enjoyability i would go with the the rebellion era definitely comes out on top and that's possibly largely influenced just because that's the era i grew up with most of my star wars mm -hmm. was in that you know rebellion era i'd say second would probably be basically uh, for lack of a better term the mando timeline like the yeah between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy like because that's an interesting sort of space to work in and and you know to, to see it it's still familiar enough with my favorite era but there's still some newness and some some different twists there i'd say Third on the list would probably be sequel time frame and prequels would come in fourth. Yeah. Just because because uh -huh. the prequels, like I said, they, they kind of prettied them up and took some of the grit away for a lot of that, which is part of one of the reasons why I like Star Wars so much. It's not that I don't like the prequel timeline and era. Like, it's cool to have, like, all the Jedi doing their thing. But there's just a part of it that's not quite as awesome as the Rebellion era. Yeah, I feel like this series has made it to the point where I think this is my favorite time frame. Yeah. And in which is crazy because I enjoy seeing how they're all trying to get everything together. Like you have these sides scrambling and you, you have you already have these developed characters or, or so forth. But it's it is almost a time of chaos, you know, where we originally see the first time of chaos was kind of like you know, obviously be a new hope, like between episodes three right. and four, you know, cause they're getting stuff together. But this is kind of, this is kind of interesting. And in, in terms of how they're 
playing it. And we already have these characters that we know and love, but yet they're still alive and still, you know, young enough. And, and it's almost what we wanted back in the eighties when they said, all right, return of the Jedi is done. If they just kept making films, we would have got to see what we're seeing now, you know? So I really think that this might be my favorite time frame because I really enjoyed what they've done with the, you know, just there's still remnants of an empire. There's still bad guys. And then there's still good yeah. guys, but yet there's still like, Lots of that Elder oh, yeah. Rim kind of stuff where it's just like, all right, oh, yeah. yeah, you could say you're good or you're bad or whatever. It doesn't matter. We're going to do our own thing because you're not enforcing it because neither one of you guys have it all together. You know, the, yeah. the villains can't scare us because they're pretty much limited and they don't have the numbers they used to. And the good guys, well, you know, you don't have the numbers or the structure yet. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and I'm, I imagine there are possibly listeners who are sick to death of me bringing up the role playing game aspect of it. But. I got to be honest that that forms a decent sized chunk of my fandom and experience with star Wars. But one of the things that I like about the Mandalorian is that while it does have, you know, intersections with the empire and, you know, the rebellion slash new Republic, it's not really, that's not the heart of the story. It does hang out on the fringes and in the outer rim and that sort of a thing. And I feel like this is the first time, you know, in any, you know, popular mass media sort of format where a lot of folks have gotten to see that. Sure. Whereas when, when we, when we were playing the role-playing game, like in theory, all of you, all of the, all of the players and all of their characters are meant to be rebels and you're fighting against the empire and you, you know, many a campaign was run in that form, but you also, you know, it gives you enough of a sandbox type situation to where you can form a party of, you know, a bounty hunter and a smuggler. And, you know, you can have all these rogue type characters. And like we had a whole campaign where, yeah, you occasionally did a job for the for the rebellion. And you, you know, obviously ran afoul of the Empire, you know, plenty of times. But most of what they did in that campaign was, you know, running smuggling jobs. Like it was it was very much a an outer rim fringe campaign. And I really enjoyed that. And that's why, you know, the Mandalorian sort of plays into that. And I think it's it's nice that sort of the wider fan base gets gets to see some of that. Whereas previously, like yeah. every movie, yeah. it's all the Rebels versus the Empire or the Resistance versus the New Order or, you know, the Republic versus the Separatists. You know, even Rogue One was all Rebel-based. I mean, I guess Solo also falls into this category of yeah you know the empire's there but it's not really the focus it's it's you know other people living sort of normal lives amidst this 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 major clash between factions and i think that's an interesting space to to enjoy and explore it's well i mean besides that there's so what they're doing with star wars is i mean they brought definitely brought hope regardless of what you thought of the films and you can honestly (laughs) kind of see how they did that with their their latest calls. There's no films announced that I know of. They're saying, all right, episodic television has been really what's been captivating the audiences for, you know, for a while. I mean, I remember The Walking Dead kind of becoming a cultural phenomenon, and that was television much like this, you know, story arcs of different characters slowly being intertwined, brought up, brought back through seasons, stuff like that. And I mean, that's, that's been going on. So like you could see with all the releases, they're like, yeah, I think we're going to bring you a bunch of like quick hits as opposed yeah. to making you watch a film, which we have to try to cram all that in, in which, well, <laughs> that's what the last films were like the, yeah. the, the final well, that's film the thing. was. And, and with the fan base being what it is, it makes it real hard because again, 
half the people are going to love this one thing and the other half are going to hate it. And then there's something else within that movie for the folks who love the one bit are going to hate this other bit. And the people who hated the first, you know, it, it, it's hard to get all that going. Whereas if you launch, you know, seven different TV shows, you might love this TV show. Hands out, no, no qualms. You might yeah. hate this other one. Okay, well, watch the ones you like. Don't mm-hmm. watch the ones you don't. It's, it's a lot easier to make everybody happy by giving them, you know, small plates of the food they like than try and put everything on the one plate and say, eat it all. You're right. I think that's a smart move on their part. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm sure they'll be big. They'll, they'll make movies again. I'm sure that's the case. They're they're almost, their timing was almost perfect. I mean, I'm not sure. I can't say that they planned the COVID, you know, (laughs) but boy, (laughs) if you were going to say, Hey, yeah, we're going to take a break off of movies for a while. And we're going to stick to, you know, don't worry. Star Wars will be in the air, but it's not going to be Skywalker stuff, but they have a lot of potential here. Cause you look at it, all the stuff they drop. There's so much of a universe that we can kind of, they told enough stories in this episode, in this season that we have all these spinoff series that we're excited about. We also have, we have definitely have questions between episode three and four, which they're going to address with Obi-Wan and, and so forth. Right. You know, they're, they've never touched base on how the Jedi's were were formed or stuff, but they talk so much about the Jedi's and the Mandalore's in this, they could easily do a series talking about the battles between Mandalorians and Jedi's and we'd all be enticed. Let, Oh yeah. Not to mention the fact is you're going to have – we just saw you know, with the latest film, no one's ever touched base on what happened after the film. So, I mean, it's not like everything's going to be happy, good. There's going to be more problems. It might not necessarily be the you know, black helmets versus uh, you know, the, the Jedis or whatever, but it could be some <laughs> right. type of problems you know, that, is, that they're going to create. So, I mean, could you say there's a better time to be a Star Wars fan? Because I really don't think – besides maybe – I don't you – know, even better than 1970 in the 70s when it first came out and the fandom was all there. I think right now is oh, yeah. absolutely has to be the best time to be a Star Wars fan. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you've got so many options. Like, you've got three different trilogies and eras to pick from, you know, to mix and match from. They're now starting to fill in all of those gaps. You've got, you know, multiple animated things that have generally been pretty awesome. Yeah. And now they've finally got the live action piece going. Like, you've got so many options and so many wonderful things. This is the, the golden era for sure. I'm looking forward to all of it. Like, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, <laughs> they didn't really announce any more movies, but you can make TV. And like you said, things like The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Like, sure, yeah. It's it's proven that if you if you've got a good story that you can do episodically and keep people, you know, week to week asking, oh my god, what's going to happen next, and talking about it, that's going to be successful. And they've definitely got that going on. It's almost and, better marketing. Like the fact is we've right. produced eight episodes for just hyping season two Mandalorian right. where we produced right. one episode months later, you know, after the release of the, like, it's just <laughs> right. you know, all types. Right. Yeah. Um, and I particularly like that. Like I enjoyed the whole Skywalker saga. Like it's good that we went from the very beginning when, you know, Annie was a little, little kid all the way through till, you know, his grandson in, you know, the, the, the rise of Skywalker, like that was an excellent arc, but at the same time, I am super happy to see star Wars finally break free of everything. Everything we produce has to somehow involve Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker on. So like, it's good to see it branch out and actually show that wider universe that not necessarily everything all connects to the same group of like seven people. 
and I'm I'm super excited to see that. Yeah, I mean, well, I imagine the fan service, the the people that hate everything, will hate this episode because they're like, "Well, we <laughs> wanted an episode without Jedi's and Luke Skywalker." And Come on, like, be all right. With it. You know, right. well, and I'll say, don't, I'm don't want to hear. You know, it. <laughs> when when they said, "Okay, take him to the mountain," and a Jedi hopefully will find him, and you knew when they said that a Jedi is going to come find him. Like even as they're making their raid absolutely, and the and the absolutely. dark troopers, I'm like, I'm just waiting for what Jedi is going to show up. You know, and I'm so glad that it was Luke because as much as I love that they introduced Ahsoka, that they made reference to Thrawn, that they are tying these things in, I feel like if they're like, oh, it's Ezra Bridger from Rebels, I feel like it's like, okay, you guys are spreading that too far. Like, you need to have some... Nobody would... It wouldn't have had the same payoff. It would have been cool and exciting, but it did not have... Like, the payoff that we needed and wanted... Like, who who else would have been able to jump right in there and destroy all the Death Troopers or, or Dark Troopers or whatever you're right. calling them? And just, like, that was the man. That's what we needed yeah. and wanted to see. That was the fan service that, we, in a sense, that the, the community kind of deserved for their years of, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. dealing with the yeah. Star Wars stuff, you know? Like, so, so yeah, I appreciate even, <laughs> it and loved it. Yeah, even as I say, well, I'm glad they finally got the Skywalkers out of everything. And, of course, in this yeah, last yeah. episode, they brought the Skywalkers into it. But they did it in a way that made sense. Well, like, he, we, we haven't watched 16 episodes of an additional Skywalker story. We watched 16 exactly. episodes of a different story that, in a logical way, at the end happened to bring in a Skywalker. And I think that's that's an important distinction. And I think that's a, a good route to have taken. Yeah. And and you can't just say, I mean, people the force is their their spiritual being, right? And that's right. that is kind of how that works. And it's very it'd probably be very difficult to go without mentioning force in anything. It just it's it's ingrained. There's you, a reason why if you say Star Wars, name one quote from Star Wars, someone's probably going to say, may the force be with you. There's a reason right. for that. And it's marketing and well, branding and perfectly fine that they had Luke Skywalker at the end. Save the day. And it's not like this well, season I mean, hasn't had the force. We've, yeah. you know, well, like the for, the force and the Jedi, it's part of the universe like that. Like you can't like I get. OK, maybe I don't want to show that is all about Jedi and that Jedi are all in everything. But you take a Star Wars film or, or TV show or anything and completely remove all of the force from it, it's not really Star Wars. It's it's, well, it's get... sci-fi. It's space <laughs> yeah. opera. I mean, it's You're Star right. Wars-esque, but there, I mean, it's it's an under underlying piece of it. It's Just important. In the same way that yes, if you mm-hmm. if you have a Star Wars story and there isn't at least on the fringes some sort of empire or new order or rebellion or like if you don't have some sort of galactic conflict like i said the show doesn't have to be about that but that has to exist in that universe and be referenced even if it's obliquely or else it's not star wars because those are some of the key items for star wars at least you're not gonna yeah you go right now and you film 16 episodes of any type of show uh, half an hour to 45 minutes to an hour long whatever you're going to find in some background a church a cross, someone praying, whatever. We're not complaining about that. That's it's part of the culture. It's how it works. Right. So, right. like, you know, yes, you, you know, there are, and I imagine you'd be like, I just wanted an episode, blah, blah, blah. All right, good for you. Luke Skywalker was, <laughs> this was the moment that we needed to end 2020. You know, Luke Skywalker <laughs> came to save us. The vaccine right. is out. Hopefully we're all going to be moving back and, and there'll be hope and order to not just, you know, Star Wars universe, but all universes, and I'm happy for it. Uh, Todd, (laughs) do you have any lasting thoughts for uh, the season in general, the 
overall. We've talked about what we we hope to come and, and so forth, but no, did it live I'm, up to expectations? Uh, absolutely. Um, yep. I think it, I think like I said, there there's a part of me that was sad that the the Grogu Mando storyline is going to kind of come to an end in their parting ways. But I think they did it in a good way. I think we all knew that was coming. I think that if they didn't do that, that would have been a problem. So mm-hmm. I I feel that they wrapped it all up nicely, both for this season and for just the overall story to date. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super happy. They they introduced yep. the right amount of things. They like like we said at the top, they they answered the questions we needed answered. They asked more questions to keep it interesting. I'm looking forward to season three, whatever it is that ends up being. <laughs> yeah, really. and and we'll be here to report it. There's a lot more Star Indeed. Wars. Uh, at this point in time, we might have to make a second channel because there's so much Star <laughs> Wars. There's We're going to be spoiling tons of it. So I appreciate yep. everybody sticking with us through the uh, this pretty much the entire season here. And definitely happy to talk with you every single week about these episodes in talking about things from tongue switches on helmets to different creatures <laughs> and why they have hooves compared to, you know, furry hands and so forth. It, it's beautiful. And uh, this is this is everything that I enjoy. So thank you so much, Todd. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for hanging in there. And yeah, we're we're like I said, there's a uh, there's a Star Wars holiday special special coming your way. You can look forward <laughs> to that. Enjoy um, or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, take take that as you will, and then we might have a little bit of break from spoiling Star Wars, but there there is definitely plenty plenty more to come. So, thanks everybody, and until next time, may the force be with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at casttodd or email via toddcastpodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. Now, now we're going to end credits, and then they're going to stick for a second, and then we're going to go ahead and shoot some, uh, some guy uh, with a snake around his neck, and then it's going to be the book of the Toddcast. Here's, here's the B-roll for that one. Yeah. So we're mm-hmm. watching this episode, and Luke says, you know, may the force be with you, and then the doors close. Abby's looking at TV. She's like, you're supposed to say, and also with you. <laughs> and oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. She's learned.